what is the signal-to-noise ratio equation in MRI? This is an extremely important topic because there is multiple ways they can ask this concept. And it is important also for clinical practice to understand how to improve signal-to-noise ratio in MRI and what factors influence it. There is an equation that is important to know, and if you know the equation, you can answer all these questions and the variations. So signal-to-noise ratio is proportional to the voxel volume multiplied by the square root of number of measurement divided by the receiver's bandwidth. Again, signal-to-noise ratio equals or proportional to voxel volume multiplied by the square root of number of measurement divided by the receiver's bandwidth. So both receiver bandwidth and number of measurement, we need the square of root. To understand this equation, we'll talk about each element separately. Voxel volume, we will talk about what factors influence voxel volume. Now, we said square root of number of measurement and square root of bandwidth or receiver bandwidth. So signal-to-noise ratio is inversely proportional to the, to the square root of the receiver's bandwidth. Again, signal-to-noise ratio is inversely proportional to the square root of the receiver bandwidth. So if you increase the receiver bandwidth, you decrease the signal-to-noise ratio by a square root. What are the number of measurement? Number of measurement is the number of phase encoding steps in the x and y direction multiplied by the number of excitation. Number of excitation, we said, is the number of times each data point in the k-space is acquired. And phase encoding step in the y direction and the number of frequency encoding steps. So frequency encoding steps multiplied by, by the number of phase encoding steps multiplied by the number of each data point in the phase encoding direction is filled, divided by the receiver bandwidth. All of that, the square root of it, multiplied by the voxel volume, gives us the equation for signal-to-noise ratio. It's really very hard to find this equation because it's a relationship, not an equal equation. So different books talks about different fields interfering, uh, interfering with signal-to-noise ratio. An example of how they can ask this would be, for example, saying that the technologist had doubled the receiver bandwidth or the bandwidth. What factors or how does the signal-to-noise ratio changes if the technologist doubled the bandwidth? Now, we said the equation is for signal-to-noise ratio is voxel volume multiplied by the square root of number of measurement divided by the bandwidth. If the bandwidth is increased, we said that means the signal-to-noise ratio is decreased by how much. We said signal-to-noise ratio is inversely proportional to the square root of bandwidth. So if the bandwidth is doubled, then signal-to-noise ratio is decreased by 1 over square root of 2. Another way of understanding this concept, your technologist actually decreases bandwidth by a factor of one-fourth. What changes take place for the signal-to-noise ratio? Well, we said it's inversely proportional to the square root of 
the bandwidth. So if its bandwidth is decreased by a factor of one-fourth, that means the signal-to-noise ratio is improved by a factor of two because the square root of one-four is one over two. And because it's inversely proportional, it ends up being that we doubled our signal-to-noise ratio when we decreased the bandwidth by a factor of four. A second factor that we said interferes with the signal-to-noise ratio is voxel volume. What is voxel volume? Voxel volume is basically the volume or the cubic volume of the voxel. And it depends on the x, y, and z dimension of each voxel. And the equation for it is the field of view in the x direction multiplied by the field of view in the y direction multiplied by the field of view in the z direction, which gives us three dimension. All of this is divided by the matrix size on each of those directions. So field of view in x multiplied by field of view in y multiplied by field of view in the x, in the z direction. All of this is divided by the matrix side in the x, matrix side in the y direction, and matrix side in the z direction. And that gives you the voxel volume. Why it's important to know that equation? Because remember how we said signal-to-noise ratio depends on those factors, which means signal-to-noise ratio is proportional to the field of view and inversely proportional to the matrix size. So the smaller the matrix, smaller matrix means better signal-to-noise ratio, and bigger matrix means worse signal-to-noise ratio, bigger field of view means better signal-to-noise ratio, and smaller field of view means smaller or worse signal-to-noise ratio. Again, the main equation for signal-to-noise ratio we said is voxel volume multiplied by square root of number of measurements divided by receiver's bandwidth. An example of how this can be tested, well, they will give you a CT slice in the abdomen from the abdomen, and they will tell you, for example, we decreased the field of view from the left to right direction by a 50%. What factors or how did the signal-to-noise ratio decrease? So let's break it down to what they mean. So we're talking about the abdomen, so decreasing it from left to right or right to left doesn't matter, which means we're decreasing in the frequency encoding gradient. Frequency encoding gradient, we only decrease the field view. We did not affect the matrix size, which means our voxel volume equation has changed. We said voxel volume equals field of view in the x, y, and z direction divided by matrix side in x, y, and z direction. If the field of view decreased by a 50%, so it's 0.5 multiplied by the field of view, matrix size is stable, and all the other parameters, so number of excitations and receiver bandwidth is the same. So the only change in signal-to-noise signal ratio based on the equation we just mentioned is 0.5 multiplied by the field of view. So signal-to-noise ratio have decreased by 50%. Again, that is because we decreased the field of view, keeping everything the same. If, for example, they said if the field of view decreased in the left-to-right 
dimension by 50% while decreasing the matrix size by 50%, what effect on the signal-to-noise ratio would have this influenced? And the answer would be signal-to-noise ratio would not have changed because while we decrease the field of view, we also decrease the matrix size. And since we decreased it by the same 50%, then the effect would be zero. So signal-to-noise ratio had not changed. Another way of asking this will be giving you the same question with the same slice, and they'll say, while everything kept the same, the matrix size have increased by factor of two. So we said based on that signal to noise ratio equals voxel volume multiplied by square root of number of measurement and divided by bandwidth. We said if the matrix size increased by a factor of two, which means its field of view divided by two times the matrix size in whatever dimension they gave us. So one half is the new change. And so the signal-to-noise ratio have decreased 50%. Another way of asking signal-to-noise ratio question is to tell you if the transmit bandwidth decreased by a factor of one-fourth, how has signal-to-noise ratio decreased? And they want you to know that signal-to-noise ratio has no relationship or does not depend on the transmit bandwidth. It rather depends on the receiver bandwidth. And so the signal-to-noise ratio in this example has not changed. If the number of excitation changed by a factor of 4 or increased by a factor of 4, how does signal-to-noise ratio improve or change? Signal-to-noise ratio would improve by a factor of 2 if we increase the number of excitation by 4 because it's the square root of 4 which gives us 2. Now this is something that I have not talked about and I hope they do not ask it in the exam, but the relationship between signal-to-noise ratio and TE and TR time. Remember when we talked about the time of acquisition for a single slice in uh, fast spin echo, we said the equation is TR time multiplied by phase encoding steps multiplied by the number of excitation will give us the acquisition time. Now, if they ask relationship between signal-to-noise ratio and TR, I would choose that increasing TR would improve signal-to-noise ratio. Now, the exact relationship is not direct one, meaning I don't think they will ask that. And in terms of TE, I would choose probably decreasing TE will improve signal-to-noise ratio. Again, these are very, very vague questions, and I hope they don't ask them, but if I were to choose on a multiple-choice question, and it would be increasing TR time or uh, repetition time will improve the signal-to-noise ratio, and decreasing the echo time will also improve the signal-to-noise ratio. Continuing with the same topic, another way they can ask you the relationship between matrix size or matrix volume and effect on image signal-to-noise ratio is by giving you a similar slice of axial slice through the abdomen. And when I mean by axial slice through the abdomen, I mean that the phase encoding direction, which is considered the shortest dimension, is anterior to posterior. 
the way they can bring this up is they'll say they'll give you that slice of the abdomen and they'll tell you that decreasing or reducing field of view while reducing the matrix size by 50% in the anterior to posterior direction will cause what effect on the image or how will the signal to noise ratio change now again let's let's break it down so we decreased the field of view and we decreased the matrix size because we decreased both of them by 50% the signal to noise ratio is not going to change because both of those changed in an equal proportion the key thing to know is we decreased the phase axis by 50% which means the only thing that really would have changed in this image is we decreased the slice acquisition time or the total acquisition time because we decreased the short or we shortened the phase encoding step by 50% when we decreased the field of view in the anterior to posterior direction again to repeat this because this is a somewhat complex topic and has multiple factors multiple layers of uh, difficulty they give you a slice through the abdomen and they'll tell you that we decreased the anterior to posterior field of view by 50% by decreasing or at the same time by reducing the matrix size by 50% what parameters have changed on this image they'll give you signal to noise ratio they'll give you imaging time and they'll give you uh, basically uh, outside of signal to noise ratio they'll give you like some artifacts that could have changed based on that formula the key thing to know that because we decreased both the field of view and the matrix size the signal to noise ratio is not going to change because both of those reduction happened at both parameters the field of view and the matrix size what is important to know is now we're reducing the phase encoding steps because we reduce the phase encoding step meaning decrease the field of view in the phase encoding direction we technically reduced our imaging time to 50 percent if for example they gave you the same abdomen pelvis slice and they told you we changed or reduced our parameter by 50% in reducing the matrix size and the field of view in the frequency encoding direction what parameter have changed now we know the signal to noise ratio had not changed because we reduced both the field of view and the matrix size also the imaging time would not have changed because imaging time depends on the phase direction not the frequency encoding direction so if they changed it in you know not anterior to posterior but lateral to lateral that would not have changed the timing of the image because acquisition time depends on the phase encoding direction not the frequency encoding direction if you're not bored about hearing about receiver bandwidth by now then i'm not doing a good job another question that can be asked about receiver bandwidth is what factors depend on receiver bandwidth first we talked extensively about signal to noise ratio and how it's inversely proportional to the square root of receiver bandwidth other factors that depends on receiver bandwidth include 
the readout time and the metallic artifact. If we decrease the receiver bandwidth, it is it means that we're reading at slower rate. And so we will increase our readout time, meaning we will receive smaller bandwidth of signal. We have to read it out and then get another small readout signal or receive bandwidth and then read it out at a slower rate. So decreasing receiver bandwidth or narrow band receiver bandwidth will increase the readout time. Another effect of decreasing or using a narrow receiver bandwidth is increase the metal artifact or susceptibility artifact as well as chemical shift of the first kind of all the common factors that we talked about so far which parameter if we change it will both increase signal to noise ratio meaning improve signal to noise ratio and decrease the time for slice imaging again which parameter if we change it will increase the signal to noise ratio and decrease imaging time now let's look at the parameters that we studied that affect signal to noise ratio one we said voxel volume then we said number of excitation and phase encoding steps and receiver bandwidth we'll start with the receiver bandwidth because we just finished talking about it we said if we decrease receiver bandwidth what happened is we do increase signal to noise ratio, but we would also increase the readout time. And if we increase receiver bandwidth, we will decrease signal to noise ratio. So receiver bandwidth cannot play a factor in both improving signal to noise ratio and decreased imaging time. Phase encoding step can so if we increase phase encoding step, we'll increase the imaging time and improve signal-to-noise ratio. So that's not what we're talking about. And the same thing for the number of excitation. It will change the acquisition time because it will increase the number, uh, the acquisition time based on the equation that we talked about multiple times. Now we're left with the matrix size and voxel volume. Now we said voxel volume equals the field of view divided by matrix size. If we increase the field of view, we increase the signal-to-noise ratio. Now the imaging time will depend which dimension we increase the field of view. So if we increase the field of view in the phase encoding direction, then the imaging time will be increased and that will not be acceptable. If we increase the field of view in the X direction, we increase the signal-to-noise ratio, but will not change the imaging acquisition time based on the slice acquisition time equation that we talked about multiple times and only depends on the phase encoding direction. Now, matrix size. If we decrease the matrix size, then we improve signal-to-noise ratio. And if we decrease the matrix size in the phase encoding direction, then we decrease our imaging time. So of all the factors that we talked about, decreasing matrix size in the phase encoding direction will improve signal-to-noise ratio and at the same time decrease imaging time.